Well, the uh, ineptitude of the Yankees offense continues in Minute Maid Park as the Yankees lose to the Houston Astros 3-2 in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series here with Derek. Uh, We were texting throughout the game, just commenting on the fact that, uh, yeah, just just no movement offensively and... um, just uh, very, just very typical of of the Yankees against this Astros team. Yeah, uh, kind of same old, same old. And the Yankees, we've seen it for years now. Really, uh, we could even go back as far as 2015. Like the Yankees, just they don't really touch Astro pitching, especially at Houston. Not to say that the Yankees are going to fare a whole lot better at Yankee Stadium, but we've seen this time and time again that the, I mean, four hits tonight, uh, two unearned runs. I mean, they're basically gifted a couple of runs right. in this one. But yeah, like that's always kind of the story is the Yankee offense really cannot pull through at all against a good Astro. Look, this is a very good Astro pitching staff. Don't get me wrong, but it's just very frustrating that time and time again, it's just. The it's the same script. We've seen this a million times, and it's frustrating. It's clo- I mean, it's not as if the Yankees are getting. I mean, and even within all of this, these games are close. But to me, there's a simple matter of the Astros know how to win, and the Yankees don't. You know, like the Bregmans yep. and just the Astro core, they just know how to win. Certainly, they, they know how to beat the Yankees. So, and you know, I I I've brought this up a lot. I'm gonna continue to bring it up. With a grain of taking with a little bit of a grain of salt, just because I, this is not, not meant as disrespect for the Astros, but that home field advantage. If you had any chance of winning the series, the Yankees slipped in terms of like maybe somehow you sneak on by by having home field Yankee Stadium, where maybe you know you're able to at least get it back to the stadium for six and seven, whether up three two or maybe even down three two to pull it off. Look, it's a slippery slope here, uh, and like I said, I you know we kind of talked about the formula after game five, I believe. And I kind of said, you know, maybe you split the first two and win two out of three at home. Now you have to kind of try, you have to find a way to go 2017 and just win all three at home, which is just a very difficult thing to do. Even if you're playing well, like against this Astro team, it's not going to be easy. So now I almost feel like, I mean, I would, I'm hoping for that, but I'm now I'm almost thinking it's a matter of, do we get back to Houston? In other words, do the Mm -hmm. Yankees lose this, in four or five, or are they able to win two out of three and get this back to the back to Houston? I think that they're certainly capable of doing that when you consider, you know, you do have Colin Cortez uh, in three and four. Um, you'd like to think that that would help. The Yankees are a better home team. So I, I do think that as bad as things are, we can get it back to, to, the, uh, to Houston for six. Um, with that being said, though, I, I just, this is not a surprise. I don't see the Yankees winning the series. The Astros are better than the Yankees, and that's just what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. They're the better team. It's just incredibly frustrating that it just seems like even like the this is the third time we're facing them in the ALCS, right? And it's just the same stuff. And um, I don't know. It just it's mind boggling. Um, I think we were one and four with runners in scoring position. Um, you know, one of them being the Glaber hit, which was one of the unearned runs. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the only way that this Yankee team is. It seems like is going to generate any type of runs against this Astros team is that we need some, you know, fluke thing to happen, in to in order to get any kind of run or any kind of momentum. Um, I don't know, just extremely deflating. But I think we should just get 
right into it um, with, uh, you know, Luis Severino took the mound for us tonight and, um, you know, kind of a typical Luis uh, Severino outing overall, Um, you know, really just one bad pitch that was costly for us. Yeah, Severino, like the stuff was there and, you know, he looked pretty good. But when I think about this outing and again, it's on the offense. Like, yeah. let, let's be 100% clear about that. But as good as Severino's outing was, like, that Bregman, that one Bregman mistake was a very, very costly mistake. Um, you know, I'm not here bashing Severino at all. Like, it's, you know, um, with that said, though, it, it's hard. Like, that was, uh, you can't have that. For me, what kills me even more is, you know, Martin Maldonado, uh, you know, reaching base, I think, three times. Uh, which is just right. They didn't get him out once, and on, on an O two count, he hits Maldonado to start that inning. That just that, that there's going to be trouble when you do that. Mm-hmm. And then also, he's ahead of Bregman one and two on the count. So um, yeah, and, and you know, so Severino five and a third, three and runs. Kind of a similar. The order of it was different, but kind of the stat line was almost similar to the Cleveland outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, but not good enough. One really, really costly mistake. A three-run home run, that's kind of like what you're – in this day and age of baseball, the three-run home run, like that's just – that's your path to winning. You know, as much as we say, and it's true, the Astros strike out less than the Yankees, which they do, and it happened again tonight, yep. the home run ball is still very important. It's that blend. And the Astros, again, they did out-homer the Yankees. The Yankees known for all these home runs. Well, they've been out-homered. And if you're going to be out-homered by the Astros, you got no shot. So – and that's kind of what we saw tonight. So – Severino uh, looked good, but one mistake kind of burns them and it burns the Yanks. In terms of, uh, you know, getting into the play-by-play of the game, yeah, I did like the, the Yankee lineup tonight uh, while it didn't really change results-wise. And I, I did have some critiques for, for the lineup, but overall, I thought it was an improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Bader batting leadoff, let's stick with that. Yeah. Like, at, like, we don't really have many leadoff options. He is definitely your best one right now by a wide margin. I, I, I think Bader has been one of the bright spots and, you know, something to look forward to when you look to 2023 as far as Bader. Look, right now he's penciled in that starting center field spot. I understand that it's just a very small sample size, but, you know, what he's done has been impressive. And so I'm happy that he's there. And I think that that led to some potential judge opportunities that just kind of fell short. We'll talk about that. Um, they, they, interestingly, they switched Stanton and Rizzo, which, um, you know, I don't have a huge opinion on, thought that was interesting, but Stanton goes to three Rizzo to four Glaber in the five spot makes more sense than Donaldson. So Glaber more in the RBI spot. Uh, I like that certainly better than him leading off. Donaldson stays the lineup at sixth. Um, I guess comparatively to others, Donaldson, uh, was okay. Um, you know, still some ugliness within that. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we, we had assumed Higgy would be in for Severino. He was. I, I did have a little bit of a problem with him batting seventh. Um, you know, Oswald Peraza, which the, the best thing of all was that Peraza was in there. Thought he looked really, in terms of defensively, looked uh, miles better than Connor Falefa. For that alone, uh, he should be in the lineup. Because I think there's there's some pop in that bat, too. Um, I thought, you know, I would have liked Peraza to be ahead of Higgy. Maybe that's just a small critique. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And then Oswaldo Cabrera uh, was back and left. Like, 
I had considered maybe going Tim Locastro as crazy as that sounds because of the fact that his career numbers versus Framber Valdez was one for two with a homer. But I understand Locastro as a pinch runner is is probably more valuable than him getting early at bats. Um, it, it probably is more of a weapon off the bench. So as Waldo, you know, is in there and left, that's that. Um, but yeah, Framber Valdez, kind of like last night, Casey, I felt like um, – took some time to settle in like Verlander. Like, like it looked like, okay, like he was being hittable. There weren't that many strikeouts. Um, there were, you know, there was some unfortunate luck where in the first inning, Judge smashes one to center. Yeah. Um, even Bader's ground ball to start out. And the Yankees, they were getting ahead in the count, and and yet Valdez would battle back in the count. Uh, there were some times, not so much Valdez, I'm thinking more later in the game where the umps, I mean, uh, I'm kind of talking about a million things at once here, but the umps, were really bad. Um, Sevy got some calls early, but then the Astros got some calls as well. Just things that are completely egregious. And, you know, like we've been saying for a while, like I, I look forward to the day that hopefully they do move to robot umps. I know that that's not a perfect situation, but I find so many times when it's 3-0, and if it's anywhere even remotely close, they're going to get that strike call. Like there's the like there's a human element to, to that. Robots, like, obviously you don't have that. So... That, you know, is frustrating how much of an impact that they have. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, same thing in game one. You know, I felt like the ump, the, the strike zone was very strange from the home plate umpire. Um, and yeah, and I agree with the same thing that Valdez, like Verlander, um, kind of, you know, the nerves I feel like were were there. You know what I mean? And yes, the Yankees were getting some good hits off of them, and including in the second inning where, you know, we finally looked like we had something going here. And to give, uh, you know, Donaldson, who we've kind of been bashing a lot, give him a little bit of credit. He got a double uh, to right field and, uh, you know, put some pressure on Valdez. But of course, uh, Yankees couldn't turn it around. Yeah, exactly. You know, give give Donaldson credit there. I mean, you, you wish it could have been last night, but he does hit a double, you know, and that's, you know, Donaldson, and a lot of these guys, you got to think opposite field, and that's exactly what he does. He doubles with two out, and then Higgy strikes out. You know, the catcher, you know, catchers, especially, you know, in this day and age in baseball, uh, or just where we're at right now with what the landscape of the league, um, there aren't that many good offensive catchers. And I felt like Trevino and, and Higgy down the stretch was a pretty good offensive tandem, all's considered. And unfortunately, that's really dropped off on both ends. You know, we'll see, you know, we'll see Trevi back in there. Uh, you know, Higgy, he's basically Severino's guy at this point, And we'll see Trevi. I hope that, you know, Trevino can kind of find that offensive flair because it, it was helpful. Um, Higgy does strike out in that big spot, like you said. Um, and then, you know, bottom of the second, Sevy gets into some trouble but is able to get out of it. Um, and then in the third, to the third we go, Valdez starting to settle in. And, and like, like I mentioned before, Maldonado hit by pitch on an 0-2 count is just really bad. Jeremy Pena, who, you know, is a, seeming like a pretty damn nice replacement for Carlos Correa, for real. Um, which is frustrating, gets a single. Then Jordan Alvarez, uh, it would have been tough to – it sucks in hindsight that they couldn't turn the double play. Rizzo makes a really nice play to Peraza, goes back to first, and Alvarez beats the wrap. And so it's first and third, two out. Severino ahead in the count of Bregman. And Alex Bregman, it's a three and homer. And, and, and you know, as soon as you know, I saw this, I, you know, I texted the case. I said, you know, that, that's game over. And, and it, that's all they needed. Uh, they, they only needed those three runs. Uh, 
and that that was the big uh, the big moment in the game. Alex Bregman with the big blow. Yeah, it was uh, it was devastating. We're down three nothing like that, and you know just you know going off of the history of this team against the Astros, at you know at the state at Astro Stadium, um, it just looked very bleak. But then, of course, we're talking about things getting bleak, and then the next inning we get this miracle. Uh, kind of play, turn of events for the Yankees where we were able to get runners uh, at second and third with no outs um, prime to just actually blow this door, blow the door open, do something. Uh, let's just go over that right now. Yeah. And you know what? That actually worked out as, as good as it possibly could have when you consider, um, you know, the, the, the fact that Yankees have struck out so much. They were given a gift, and they did do the most that they could with that. Uh, as um, Framber Valdez just kind of has a brain fart. Uh, it, it was a, a couple of things. Aaron Judge leads over the single. And then Giancarlo Stanton, this really should have been a double play. I mean, with the way Giancarlo runs, if this is done properly, it's, a, it's two outs. Instead, it goes from two outs to second and third no out as Valdez bottles the ball. Um, so then – Going to second is out, and then he just quickly throws to first, throws it by Guriel, and a second and third now out. And, uh, you know, look, considering expectations were low, give Rizzo and Glaber some credit in that they did what they had to. Rizzo, who was down in the count, does uh, hit a ground ball to first, gets Judge in, moves Stan over to third. And then Glaber, who's also down in the count with the uh, infield back, he hits a ground ball to shortstop. That actually ends up being an infield single. Even if they threw him out, it gets the run in. So at least there... Um, was actually second and third outs without getting a hit, productive outs. So, uh, in what was a bad game, you know, moment, you know, a moment of good stuff. But then, of course, back to reality, Donaldson, who you know, you wish the double that he had the time before he could do it here. Right. He strikes out and looks bad doing so. And then Higgy strikes out as well. So, any chances of tying the game stop right there. Sevy at this point, and you know, it sucks when this happens. He kind of does after he gives it through after the damage is done. You know, I think of Garrett Cole when I think of that, you know, where he gives it that big home run you know, during the regular season, and then all of a sudden he's throwing zeros out there. Sevy does, you know, settle in, which is good because the Yankees had just made it 3 2. In the fifth, you do get a two out single by Bader. Uh, you know, nice piece hitting go the opposite way, and then Judge just gets under one, and it stays 3 2. Uh, in the fifth, uh, Sevy, you know, locks in. Good job by Sevy against Jordan Alvarez. He struck him out a couple of times. I mean, Jordan, one of the best hitters in the game, and Sevy uh, looking strong there. Uh, and he was pretty fired up after that strikeout. Uh, and so through five, Yanks are still down 3-2. But it didn't get any easier against Framber Valdez uh, in the sixth. You know, kind of uh, heart of the order post-judge. And Stanton grounds out. Rizzo strikes out. And Torres grounds out. And so we go to the bottom of the sixth, and with one out, it's a single by Tucker. Uh, Boone pulls the plug on Seve, which ends up being okay. Uh, it looked like it maybe could have gotten shaky, but Loisiga comes on. Um, and you know, in classic Loisiga fashion, not his fault, but you know, kind of a, a perfectly placed single by Guriel. But then it's rectified by a 5-4-3 double play of Aledmiz Diaz. Uh, and that's kind of the, the Loisiga special. That heavy sinker gets the ground ball, gets the double play, and it remains 3-2. Yankee pitching, keeping them in the ball game, But then, like, Valdez ends on a real high note. Donaldson strikeout. Higashioka strikeout. Peraza strikeout. Just an ugly, ugly seventh inning right there. 
absolutely awful. And uh, yeah, I mean, just to make note, like Higashioka striking out all these times in these crucial situations, um, just a really bad showing from him. Um, and yeah, I mean, Valdez just continued to dominate. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, it, it was just incredibly frustrating watching these batters go up there and just like look like complete fools each time they were up there. I mean, swinging at stuff that was just, you know, I, I it, it was just very aggravating to watch. I'm fumbling on my words because I'm <laughs> so aggravated, but uh, yeah, it's I, um, it's just it was really difficult to watch. And at times we were chatting in our little group chat about just like you know, just rolling our eyes essentially at, at what was going on in front of our eyes. And like you said, we capitalized on that double error from Valdez. And the fact that that was the only way that we were able to generate runs this whole game. I mean, just utterly pathetic. Um, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. I mean, it's really just utterly pathetic. I mean, and, and I don't know. Yeah. Give me, give me your thoughts on everything. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of putting a bow on the, on the Valdez outing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought that – and I think Framer Valdez is actually – he's probably one of the more underrated pitchers in baseball. I think he is. Really? Yeah, I always thought he was pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, you know, but you still – I mean, seven innings, four hits, no earned runs, no walks, nine strikeouts. He completely Utter shut them domination. down. Utter domination. Um, yeah. That's just like, – like that's unacceptable and pathetic. Like step up. Like, you know, you just kind of – you got to rise to the occasion at some point. Um, you know, even though – it's because the the um you expect it like you expect them to fail, but you know just surprise us, you know right. like give me something. Um, and so Valdez is out of the game, which uh, you know I guess was certainly a good thing. Not that the bullpen is any easier to go up against. Um, right. In the bottom of the seventh, Maldonado walks with one out. I mean, you know, I don't even know what to say about that. I get like crazy, and then yeah. and then Altuve. Really nice play by Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres at second base is just so much better than he is at shortstop. Oh it's, just, it's, yeah. it's like a different player. Uh, really makes a nice play. Flips it to Peraza. And you know, and Anthony Rizzo, who, I, who I'm unfairly hard on sometimes, has done a really nice job with the scoops. He's really oh, yeah. been just awesome. He's, he's saved a lot of you know potential errors uh, and some more problems. So Yeah, when, really uh, nice when Hickey was trying to pick off the guy at first base, that was uh, – he tried to pick up Gurriel, right? That was yes, another one yes. of those saves. So, yeah. 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 No. So, it, like, you know, Anthony Rizzo, um, you know, real, really good job there. Don't want that to be forgotten. But, yeah, like the Yankee defense, uh, there was some, you know, some shaky things um, in terms of just poor communication where guys potentially bumping into each other. We haven't reached that point yet. Right. But, you know, the, 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 the Higgy Rizzo foul ball, foul pop in the eighth inning. So, there's some of that going on. But the, but the Yankee defense, um, generally speaking, besides those bloopers, you know, has been pretty strong. It's been one of the reasons why the Yankees have been better this year. And so uh, that helps there. And, and, and speaking of Altuve, what is he? I think he's like 0 for 22 or 23 for 22. the season. Yeah. And you just know, and you just know there's going to be the fuck Altuve chance and he's going to do something major at Yankee Stadium. It's just, it's, you just know it. Like, like I'm once he gets that hit, it's going to be impactful. Um, you know, that's kind of the unfortunate thing. You've shut him down, and yet you're still down 0-2. Uh, and so, and you know what, man? Like, you know, as much as, like, I don't want to hear the fuck Altuve chance, honestly. I, I, I'm kind of sick of it at this point. Like, yeah, do I do I dislike the guy? Absolutely. But, like, it's so much – it's so beyond that. But we're going to hear it, and he's probably going to make him pay. 
but you know it is what oh, you it know is. it's gonna happen and yeah at this point it's like the dude owns us so it's why 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 are we you know why are we yeah and, and he's gonna, exactly yeah. and he's gonna save it for the stadium right like that is that's definite right but yeah um, i mean you know yeah. then the yankees uh continue their ways going into the ninth inning with just the ineptitude to score any runs so so tracking back to the eighth mm-hmm. um this is where things get really really interesting you know, kind of like when you think about this game and and how close it was, Brian Abreu comes in. It just speaks to the Astro depth in the pen where yesterday they got Neris, Montero, who the Yankees got to, and then Presley, who we saw again today. There's also Ryan Static, who like they are just loaded with arms. Brian Abreu comes on, one out walk for Bader. I, I get like, I just can't say enough about Harrison Bader, um, like quickly becoming one of my favorite Yankees, He's honestly. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then that leads to the judge at bat. Um, oh boy. And, and when he hit it, I, I did, th- I thought I had a chance, you know, when, when judge gets it, like when judge hits it, I mean, a lot of the times it finds its way out and Kyle Tucker makes the, you know, wasn't that easy to play, but he made it look easy. Kyle Tucker makes the catch mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny. This is where the home, this is where the home field comes in. The one stadium where that would have been out Yankee stadium. Um, so the home field advantage is certainly a thing, um, but also what hurts. And what I don't like is that Yankee players, it almost came off like excuse making. We're like, they were almost dumbfounded how Bregman's ball went out and judge didn't. And I understand the Astro, um, you know, sort of narrative in years past as far as cheating and things of that sort. But it, I mean, but judge said the right thing. Judge was like, look, when I hit it, I didn't think it went out. He always does. Say, he always says the right thing. But Aaron Judge comes this close to making it 4-3, and the fact that that roof was open, which never happens, might just have affected it. If it had been a closed roof, maybe that ball goes out. It it is what it is. It's an even playing field, but it's just, you know, it it is so frustrating that that ball did not go out. Yeah, and it it looked like it was incredibly windy, uh, you know, tonight down there in Houston. So of course it's like, you know, they have to open up the roof and it happens to be one of the more windier days there. And, and the ball just kind of dies up there. And I know there was a few balls hit by some of the Houston players that the same kind of issues were happening as well. I can't recall who hit it, but I remember Bader was in center field and he had to come all the way over to like right field to grab it because of the wind uh, carrying. Right. So yeah, the weather definitely played a part in this game. Things that definitely would have gone a lot differently on both sides, really. Um, so yeah, just of course that adds to just the the frustration of, of this with this offense and opportunities and everything like that. So when stuff like that happens, it just feels like you're just not meant to win at at Minute Maid. Uh, it right. just feels like you're not uh, whatever is done. You know, as bad as it is, and that's what it is. Like even just there, there's no luck element either. Uh, it just um, and who knows, uh, right? I mean, maybe the Yankees. Uh, I mean, look, there, were, there still would have been six outs to go. They could have very well blown it. Like, like even if they take that lead, that could have just led to more heartbreak. So, you know, don't get me wrong. And then it's the Stanton at bat. And and here's this too. Amazing base running by Harrison Bader. Um, That is savvy. To go from first to second on that judge fly. I mean, that you're not seeing many people do that. Um, And so that could have came up. I mean, that could have been huge. So now it's runner on second, two out, and Stanton's up. 3-0 count. And I have to be honest, there were mixed feelings when this bad call occurred. It's called – so it's a 3-0 count. It's a low pitch. They call it strike one. Clearly ball four. Clearly ball four. And in hindsight, I wish it had been. But to be fair, when it happened, I'm thinking, well, 
Against Cleveland in game two, that same thing happened. Stands that bat extends and he homers. So I wasn't sure. Like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm a little bit upset about this because I, I want to see Rizzo up on deck. But, you know, let's see how this plays out. And, of course, it doesn't go our way. And it's a 99-mile-per-hour fastball, the next pitch to Stanton. And he swings and misses. If he connects with that, that is going over the train tracks and way out of the park if he somehow, you know, connects with it. Yeah. And then, you know, it sucks that Judge go. Uh, sorry, that Stanton goes down looking. I don't like that, but it was really that, that the full count pitch was dotted right on the corner. Great pitch by Bray when Stanton goes down. Um, so between the Judge at bat and the Stanton at bat, I mean, just really disheartening. Because that was really, uh, you know, they came close. Bottom of the eighth. Loazaga finishes up a really nice job. Jonathan Loazaga um, has been, you know, really, really good. You know, I, I speak about Wandy Peralta, but I, you know, I gave Loazaga a lot of praise for what he did in Game Five against Cleveland. But John Loazaga at this point is really probably the Yankees' most trusted reliever out of the bullpen at this moment. You know, where he faces righties. Where Wandy's role is a little more so lefty based. Uh, where Loazaga, he's getting like more innings and more work. And so Loaz has, you know, really been a key guy in that pen, finishes out his night. Wandy comes on, and Wandy did struggle. Um Jordan Alvarez, yeah, Jordan Alvarez singles, and then luckily Alvarez falls asleep. Wandy picks him off. Uh nice tag by Rizzo, and Alvarez is out. So that was good. That was a beautiful, beautiful play. Yeah, definitely. There, there, there was some good defense tonight. Yeah. Uh and then Bregman singles and then Kyle Tucker pops out to Higgy. That was the play where, you know, it was almost a collision between Higashioka and Rizzo, but luckily the Yankees get the out. And so we head to the ninth and it's Ryan Presley. And what's frustrating is the Yankees have gotten to Presley in the past. You know, that the best moment of Aaron Hicks' season this year was that three-run homer off for Ryan Presley at the stadium earlier this season, but no dice here. Um and you know. Rizzo leading off, it was a, as you'd expect, a a tough Rizzo at bat. He battled, he grinded, but he did strike out. And, and that was, you know, and Rizzo doesn't usually strike out, but he do, he goes down there. Glaber Torres strikes out. And Josh Donaldson, again, uh, give him credit. As, as ugly as it is for him, um, similar to last night when he walked in the eighth inning, he does draw a walk against Presley to keep the game alive. And so Tim Lo Castro pinch runs, which makes sense. And then here's where it's like, it's a bunch of kind of shitty options. Pinch hitting for Higgy is what you want to do. But who do you go to? You have Carpenter on the bench. You have Connor Falefa on the bench. And you also do have Trevino on the bench. Those are your three choices. Um, and really, any which way it went probably wasn't going to work out. That's kind of the moral of the story here. But they were looking for a home run from Carpenter. But the interesting thing was, if Lo Castro stole, which he which he attempted to steal on the final pitch. Like at that point, like you're, you are looking more for that single and Carpenter is not, he's, not, he's really not your guy for that. But again, like it's not really worth going down that rabbit hole, but they do go with Carpenter and he does strike out again. Like I said, Lo Castro was running on that last pitch. And when Carpenter first struck out, I thought he didn't go around upon replay. Uh, and the third pace up uh, ringed him up. It was he did strike out Carpenter now 0 for seven with seven strikeouts. I, I just you know Jack Curry was talking about oh I think he'll be in there like uh, I, I don't even think I'd go there honestly because then you're putting Stanton and left the Yankee Stadium. I, I would I would probably just stay away from Carpenter at this point, which is unfortunate. It was a great story. It's not working out. It makes me think like look I wish that I wish a, a hobble DJ Lemayhew now almost makes more sense to have been on the roster. You know, at least he, he'd be able to maybe like figure something out, draw a walk, 
get a single something. So like, whereas Carpenter's just giving you nothing. Yeah. I think the, uh, the Carpenter experiment, I think has to be put to a close. Now I, I was hoping that it might've been put to a close yesterday, but, um, I guess, like you said, given the circumstances with who was available for pinch hitting, I guess I could see what they were trying to do. But at the same time, like you said, if LaCastro steals second, you feel like IKF or Trevino are way more capable of getting that little blooper hit to drive in LaCastro. So, you know, I just think, you know, yeah, like I think that was just kind of a boon trying to, you know, make Carpenter feel good about himself. And again, like this is just like this is game two of the, of the American League Championship Series. Like, I, aren't we like past this point of like trying to make people feel good about themselves or like whatever? Like you said, I don't know. Also, the at bat was just very ugly. You know what I mean? He just does As not. That's been. what I mean. It wasn't even like a good at bat. It wasn't like he was fouling off pitches like Rizzo was. This was right. this was as bad as it could get. Um, he looks completely lost up there. Um, yeah, yeah. So just to really recap everything, you know, that's what makes the whole fact that the two runs that the Yankees scored tonight were unearned just makes it incredibly. It's just more frustrating that the fact that literally Bregman's home run was the only runs that the Astros scored tonight, and we couldn't even put together like even one earned run to send this thing into extra innings just like the complete ineptitude to to get runners in scoring position i actually thought there was more instances of running runners in scoring position but there was only four but i guess that just goes to show you how many one two three innings there were with valdez um and everything so just really just a, a very just i just feel very disgusted really and disappointed at this yankee offense because yes again it's just the same old shit all the time nothing seems to change um and and i'm just you get to the point where you just get fed up with it and it doesn't i don't really see yeah i mean look houston is the better team we know this by now and um like you said we're gonna need some kind of 2017 run here um for the yankees where we win the next three in a row and uh, make it three two going back to houston and even in even if by chance that happens, it's hard to even feel good about it. Look, mm-hmm. we still have those these games to play, and anything can happen, and things can shift, and maybe we will think differently. But I mean, as of right now, same old stuff. Um, yeah, very disheartening. But with all that being said, I'll try and stay positive that we have uh, you know Cole and Nestor coming up for games three and four. Yeah, and that's something to look forward to. Um, you know, like you said, like this offense just year in, year out, whether it's Astros, whether it's not, like that's always kind of my thing when I think about these postseasons, and it's been a lot of Houston, so, you know, that makes sense. But this offense just goes completely, completely silent. Like, and, you know, we've seen that over the course of the regular season as well. But, like, when I think of this team, like, that's just what it is every single time. And why would it change? Like nothing's changed. I mean, I mean, it's going to be the same thing, you know. Cashman, Boone, it's the same crew, it's the same stuff. Like, I see no reason why it would get better. I just don't. Um, but like you said, on the positive, on the positive note, um, Cole and Cortez for three and four for the Astros. Um, it sounded like it'd be Lance McCullers. Um, if I'm that, I mean, I guess either way, McCullers, you know, gave us fits specifically game I think back to game seven in 2017 where it was a combination of McCullers and Charlie Morton who completely I mean they were just throwing what was it just off speed like exclusively I think McCullers threw like 20 plus straight off speed 
and they couldn't do anything there. Um, so we're the next couple games, we're going to see some combination of McCullers, I think, um, although it's interesting they haven't announced that yet. Christian Javier um, was the pitcher who uh, threw a no-hitter versus the Yankees this year, um, where he threw seven, and then I forget who the next two guys that, that came in were. Uh, but but he was like the focal point um, of it. So I'd expect Christian Javier in some capacity. Maybe maybe we see Luis Garcia. Point is, it's going to be difficult for the Yankees to score runs. The crowd will be into it. I know, even though that they're down in the series, the crowd will be very alive, especially against the Astros. Like and that can carry them through to maybe get a win or two. It really could. Um, you know, you might get some more home runs. The Yankees just, they are a better team in Yankee Stadium for whatever the reason they are. So, like, some wins, you know, I, I know, look, could they get swept? Sure, they could. Like, I wouldn't be completely stunned by that. But I think if I'm being rational here, I think things will be better uh, for the Yanks back home, which was kind of, we'll see. Like, that's kind of what my whole point was based around. So, that could be complete. That could be totally foiled. If the Yankees lose there, then it's like I got no leg to stand on as far as that whole home field thing. So I, I think that it'll be interesting. Eric Cole versus his former team for the first time in the postseason. Um, you know, the last time that we saw Cole like Yankee Astro wise was 2019 Game Three, which was Cole versus Severino. Now he's back in Game Three this time in pinstripes. And and it, and it's another big moment for Cole. As good as he was in the Cleveland series, and he was, this is another moment where we really need him to perform. Um, backs against the wall. This is you know this is a must-win game. You're down to like you know you lose, it's really done. Uh, so you got to win this game. Look, and then if you win, then if you somehow win it, all right, then you got Nestor, and then you know it, it can be a bit of a domino effect. Um, so yeah, like. Series isn't over, but but you know it's not as if we ever necessarily thought that this would go well to begin with. So, but it's still like you said, it's still deflating, man. It's, it's still just the performances. It, like if we lost these two games, but it was like we put up some kind of fight, you'd feel better about things. And I do agree with you that I feel like you know being in Yankee Stadium, you know, kind of hit the reset button, if so to speak, by by you know by being back home and everything. I could see us winning. To uh, you know, I could see us, you know, winning at least you know two out of three back home or yeah. something like that. So I have faith. Um, just real quick for Game Three, do you see kind of any major lineup changes or anything like that, or you feel like you know Boone is going to kind of keep with we, what we got from from today? I think it's going to be mostly the same. Uh, like in terms of like Bader leading off, yeah, uh, that's got to be a, a definite. Again, like the Rizzo Stanton thing, three four, like that could be, uh, like um, that might be a change actually because I guess maybe they felt like versus the lefty Stanton, like that is a definite change I could see, but that's not a big one. Um, and then beyond that, I think Peraza, I hope Peraza is back at short, and I think he will be. Um, that would be disappointing if somehow they went back to kind of Falefa, which you can never rule out that they would. But I think you do see Peraza back there. Like I said, Trevino. I guess the main question is, I guess, left field DH. But but I think, and, and Jack Curry kind of thought that Carpenter would be back in there. I don't think that they really want Stanton in left field at Yankee Stadium, nor do I really think you want Carpenter in there in the first place. So I think yeah. Stanton DH and left field by default would be as Waldo Cabrera. Yeah. So, yes, I do think that you will see essentially a similar lineup, but – with the Yanks, you never know. There could be, you know, something that kind of comes our way that we're not expecting. Like, 
the one guy, like, I guess, like, you know, I'm sure they want to find a way to get Connor Falefa in, but I just don't really, I don't really see that happening or hope it, it, it's nothing against him, but I just think Peraza, uh, you know, with the, with the defense and with the potential pop in the bat, I, I think that that's the right thing to do. So that's what kind of sucks too. Reinfor- like, reinforcements aren't coming. What you saw today is kind of what you might see next game, yeah. but um I don't think it, it, it will not be the same exact lineup, but something similar is probably what you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. I had I figured as much, but just wanted your thoughts. But we'll see what happens. Uh, so actually, I, I think I might have said tomorrow. I meant on Saturday. The uh, they have a day off uh, in between the Yankees and Astros. They the one day off that they'll have actually <laughs> for this which whole is, series, which is which is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is I mean, them fitting, unfair. Them fitting, yeah, them fitting the stuff in. Yeah, unfair to the players. It's just yeah. Craziness. No off day. No off day in between five and six is nuts. Ludicrous. Yeah, and I mean that's going to be um, you know that's probably going to be the game clinching. Obviously, you know game six might yes. be it. So uh, yes, and, and let, one, one last thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of that, is like weather. Weather could be a factor again, which could lead to some off days. Uh, Saturday weather looks good, but in terms of Sunday and Monday. There is rain. There is rain in the forecast. Uh, you know, uh, oh we uh, we don't specialize in weather here, but you know, figured it was worth looking at, especially based on last series. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> maybe this rain delay, and, will, rain delay will benefit us for sure. Maybe, uh, yeah, I, I would think that it probably would, uh, based on the way that I'm seeing this. So, yeah. But yeah so keep, keep that in mind that there could still be. Um, a rain out, which could lead to some off days, but again, uh, things can change quickly. Yeah. So, um, so game three on Saturday, uh, we will be covering it as always. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to New York's number two sports show. We, uh, not only do Yankee content, but we cover the New York giants and the New York Rangers as well. Tough overtime, tough, yeah, tough overtime loss that Derek will be well, discussing, yeah. uh, in, uh, a much, <laughs> a much late, not a great, night. not a great night, not a great night, but, uh, that episode will be up shortly. And, uh, yeah, just appreciate everyone from listening. Let's try and believe in this team. We are going back to the stadium, so maybe that gives us just a little bit of push. And, yes, one game at a time. Let's just get one game at a time, one win at a time. Let's believe. But uh, until next time, talk to you soon.